0: to Illusions. We have a guest today who I am unbelievably excited about, and I normally start off the show saying I'm excited uh, to have guests, but I'm very, very excited because this guest is somebody who uh, really gave me a lot of hope and encouragement in um, early on in my uh, time covering TV, which would have been all the way back in uh, 2006 and I saw her on a show on ABC called Dirty Sexy Money and I was so excited and uh, just so thrilled to see somebody uh, who looked like me on, on TV and I've followed her career since with great interest. I am delighted to welcome Candace Kane, who's here to talk about her new movie, I Hate New Year's, which is out on December 4th. Candace, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. What a great introduction. Very sweet. Well, so I don't know if you were at Sundance. I know the listeners, we've had a lot of uh, different Sundance films on lately, so I know some of our listeners are probably tired of hearing me talk about Sundance, but I was at the Disclosure premiere and when when your scene when they were talking about Dirty Sexy Money came on, I was kinda like looking around the room because like I remembered the show. I, I think I at my parents' house back on the East Coast. I have the first season on DVD somewhere. Um but I I looked around and I'm trying to like think to myself, who else has really seen this? And then you know because it's it it's been off the air for such a long time, and then there came a moment in disclosure where you talk about how they uh lowered lowered your lowered your voice, and I was just horrified because I'm thinking <laughs> to myself like you know is a trans person watching?" Yeah, 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 and this was something like, like, not to say that the the uh, representation on it was was the greatest thing on the planet Earth, but like, this was like an idea of, oh, this is a positive, and they're lowering your voice. It's horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I, I was a taken back because
1: uh, at that point, um, I just kind of lived my life as an out trans person. And I lived in New York City. And we didn't really talk about like, it wasn't a shock to us being, you know, we, being a part of the trans community, we were just all in this community in New York City. And so uh, it, it took me aback mostly because I didn't really understand why the network had to lower my voice to somehow prove that I was trans at the time for people to understand the concept. Um, I, but it was it was kind of the first time that it happened, and so I think that people, uh, you know, who were in you know positions of power were trying to figure out how to uh, let let people know that I was trans without doing the old, you know, stand in pee gig, uh, in film, you know? <laughs> and so, excuse me. So, um, it was, it was, it was more horrifying for me just because the fact that I didn't even have an idea that it was coming and I didn't, understand why that would happen um I was in a room full of guests and <laughs> everybody kind of just stopped and looked around and you know were were uh, you were horrified but you know uh, yes that was that and um that had happened but it only happened in that first scene and they didn't do it again and um it was kind of the first time they made a trans character human and part of romance. And even though, yes, I was the mistress, I was also um, the heart of the show in a way, Yes. Um, the moral compass in a weird way. And so um, I think it showed not only other trans people that this was possible, but also Hollywood in a way.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had a soft spot for the show. It got canceled after its second season. Um, I liked the romance between your character and uh, William Baldwin's character was certainly. Uh, I mean, it's exciting. Yeah, you were the your character was the mistress, but I mean, this is. I mean, this is like the the post Desperate Housewives era. Like that, that's kind of it, like I, I guess contextualized. Like adultery would have been like a way bigger deal in in two thousand seven, but they're kind of like turning the page, and it's it's fun, and you're you're. Nowadays, it's so like that was even pre when uh, like we're we're talking about right around the the rise of the antihero and the Walter Whites and all of that of the world and I mean you know you, you turn on TV to be entertained and uh, I think I think you uh, were able to kind of carry the show in that regard it's it's supposed to be I mean it's the name of the show yeah <laughs> exactly. And I think for a lot of our listeners, I would imagine we, we had Sam Fader, uh, the director of disclosure on back in June. I know a lot of, uh, trans people, uh, obviously would have seen that was a big, big movie. A lot of people saw that. And, um, we have a lot, we have a big, um, we have a big audience. I cover a lot of science fiction and you had a great role on the magicians, which just wrapped up its run. That was such a fun show. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences on the magicians? Yeah. I mean, it was,
1: I think the magicians might be my favorite role. So to date because I was able to play this magical, mystical being, um, Who, uh, first of all, didn't wasn't a trans character and was the the you know the um, the main antagonist for an entire season of that show and and um, that was that was super fun and you know it was just a, it was a really amazing experience being a part of the science fiction world and and also a cast that was really really great young actors. I mean, I remember my first day on set. I walked in, and they all stood up and ran over and gave me hugs and said, "I'm we're so happy that you are on our show." And it just was—it was a really welcoming, amazing experience. Um, the 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 character, which what I loved so much about her is that you love to hate her, but then in the end, um, she stands up for her people and sacrifices herself for it and so she becomes she starts out as this really hated character and she becomes kind of a a loved icon
0: i think in a lot of science fiction um fan bases their favorite characters tend to be the kind of uh people who who have character arcs similar to what you've described the um you know the as, as an actress do you do you find that there's uh you find yourself drawn to to those kind of roles that kind of uh, throw, throw the character in the ringer. Or...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, as a, an out and open trans actress, we don't have a lot of options. right? Um, and so, um, or at least we didn't, I think disclosure is going to have a lot to do with changing that. Um, I, 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 Loved playing this role because it wasn't the mistress, it wasn't the sexy blonde, it wasn't the the dead prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know that that's that's what was exciting about that.
0: Well, so a question kind of along those similar lines: you have appeared on shows that had kind of cringy earlier experiences with trans people. I'm thinking of um, Nip. N- nip tuck which i always have a soft spot for is one of the early fx shows that kind of uh changed the way that cable television ran and right. then also gray's anatomy which uh on the flip side of I, I i really loved your appearance on 30 sexy money i have visceral uh reactions uh uh Remembering when they did a uh it was featured in disclosure actually the the scene where the person had to stop the the hormones the a patient were hmm. was interfering which which was kind of a um uh trend with a lot of the medical shows that have trends. They'd feature trans people on, it was usually, there was a complication and it was related to something that when you ask doctors about, they're like, yeah, these are, you know, this doesn't happen all that often, but it does happen a lot on TV. It does. Well, you know, I kind of early on after my, um, after Dirty
1: Sexy, uh, I was at this award show and, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just uh, somebody in the, in the room and we were all sitting around a circular table and they suddenly showed, a clip of this past year and it showed a, a scene with me and Donald Sutherland um, and uh, me saying, you know, I'm, I'm the living, breathing epitome of and nothing is impossible, basically. And the whole audience stood up and applauded. And I realized in that moment, it wasn't about me just getting gigs and trying to work. It was about uh, the influence that this character had on society and how it was going to help shape, how trans people were seen, and it was a really weighted moment for me, and and so I realized after that that the parts that I took had to be based in some sort of realism. Um, the words that I said out of my mouth had to make sense to me as a trans person, and and even though uh, the Nip Tuck character was problematic, I did know a couple of girls that went from, you know, their went to into transition and then back out again. And then, uh-huh. um, you know, even, re, re, you know, uh, had surgeries to, to, you know, to, to uh, you know, change themselves, um, because they, they weren't comfortable. Um, and so, uh, I took that part not only because Ryan Murphy was like, we well, you do this part?" <laughs> but also, I every part that I got, I had to to make that decision how it was going to affect my community, and it was hard in the beginning because you know I would go into these these uh, these these productions and I would read the copy and I would have to. Uh, Asked if I could speak to the director or the writers and help them rewrite scenes that had the right dialogue and right actions that a trans person would take. And so um, um, I did my best, you know, to try to make it as unproblematic as possible.
0: Yeah, that that relates a a lot to another question I was going to ask, because I've I've read in other interviews you've done where you you have – pointed out that kind of dynamic, you're, you know, you're brought on at, to be an actress and yet you're also essentially filling the role of uh, producer. You're you're trying to, you know, explain to, which isn't really something, you know, and this is kind of a, you know, when trans people are going into kind of any space, they have to take on the role of, of educator, which, I mean... Sometimes is 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 fine, sometimes that's great, but uh, you know when it's something that's that's you know that you have to do, if you don't do it then it's not uh then it then it doesn't get done, then I guess that'd be uh more of a challenge, but like it, it, in recent years have you found that uh you know behind the scenes that people are are paying more attention to these kinds of dynamics?
1: Yeah, well, but but just getting back to what you just said, like, and it's also difficult because our community is so diverse,
0: right? And
1: (laughs) and how we react and act in a transition is totally different than everyone else, and so, you know, a lot of times um, one person's experience is not the other person's experience. And so you you have to, to try to do your best to envelop everyone's experience, which is very different when it comes to the trans community. And so it's not only being a producer on those, but trying to speak for how your experience was, but how others people's are. And so that was the difficult part of it. And, and, and yes, um, you know, things of course are changing. I mean, and and you know, with films like you know Disclosure, it's it's really just helped um, how to write and produce and direct trans people. And what's most exciting for me is, you know, I'm I'm working on a couple of projects right now, um, or in pre-production, um, and um, it's the need and desire uh, for. Um, people in Hollywood when they are writing trans stories to have uh trans people working uh not just in front of the camera but writing it and um you know just in and around the set to make um to make it a a a more real story
0: yeah I couldn't agree more we had uh we had Amos Mac on uh I guess we recorded it last week the episode would have dropped this week um and just just Seeing the the press about the new Gossip Girl uh, gives you a lot of hope because you know that there's somebody in the you know the room uh, to quote Hamilton the the room where it happens. I have some uh, questions for uh, about the new film, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up because um, the role that you've been in that my uh, grandfather uh, seen he loves he's uh, was the former editor of the Baker Street Journal, which is the biggest uh, Sherlock Holmes magazine in the in the world. Oh. Uh, he loves, loves, loves. He thinks Elementary is one of just the best uh, Sherlock Holmes adaptations of all time with Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, were, were in a couple episodes. So I was uh, able to show a picture and say like, here's, I'm having the uh, Candace on my show. You know her from Elementary. And like, I have a very strong bond with my grandfather who's Oh, been been kind of allowed. He's a deacon in the Catholic Church, but has always been allowed LGBTQ allies. So Wonderful. it's, you know, it's, it's nice to, that these performances, these are ways to bring families together as well. Yeah, no, it's
1: so true. Um, it's yeah, I've had had countless people come up to me and say, like, I, I was watching this show with my family. And they, for the first time, my mom and dad saw a character on television that is like me and somehow that softened everything. And I mean, it's just so inspiring to hear those stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, as, as we talk about visibility and and sort of the legacy of of, of way older shows, you know, um, that, that may have problematic stuff, uh, you know, I, at the end of the day, these, uh, you know, as, as we all go on our... Diverse and distinct journeys to have, uh, to be able to turn on the TV and see see yourself reflected. And, you know, speaking of sort of communal viewing, uh, family viewing, that kind of stuff, the Christmas film genre, and I guess I hate New Year's is a holiday film. The holiday genre, we'll uh, expand that, is something that, for a long time was not really inclusive of the LGBTQ community. And I think that this film was made in large part as a reaction to, uh, you know, we get hundreds of Hallmark movies each year. We're lucky. I think, I mean, the, you could probably count the gay characters on one hand.
1: Yeah. And they're never the ones that are the leads. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah.
1: You know, that's what I loved about this story. When my agent sent me, sent it over to me, I was like, this is just, like any kind of gorgeous rom-com Christmas story, but the leads are two women that fall in love, and and it wasn't you know it wasn't cheesy or um, you know problematic or you know it was just a simple lighthearted love story, which I you know I grew up at a time where all all the gay LGBT Themed movies were kind of cheesy and you know badly written, <laughs> and it was always like, oh god, that show or that tele- that movie, and so I, I it just inspired me that there was this really adorable film that just was happy, you know.
0: Yeah, and you play. I mean, the 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 character that you play. Um you play i don't want to spoil it too much for for listeners who want to check it out but you you kind of play dual characters and you're 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 sort of like a, a elder states person in a way uh there's a couple uh nods at the at the at the camera and I, I guess like i i think in a lot of ways the the film does a great job uh being that kind of christmas you know like a tradition my partner always wants to watch Hallmark movies and I'm like, like and I am always like kind of saying like okay I'll watch like one or two but I don't like this is going to rot my brain uh, <laughs> if if we watch more of these but there 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 is like a need for for a wholesome entertainment where um you know the audience wants to sit down and and they they literally want they want to be happy at this so so yeah. with an yeah and LGBTQ narratives for so long, it's just like, oh, you got to deal with uh, homophobic relatives, or there. I, I, I'm kind of right now rallying when I get pitched uh, coming out narratives to review. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Like, enough of these. I've yeah. had enough coming out.
1: It's so true. You get especially, you know, if you're a certain age, you're like, okay, I've seen this a hundred thousand times, and you know the the kids these days. Um, they think of of it differently, so um, it's time to start doing feel good, happy ending, uh, LGBT movies. You know, the time is now.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I have you. Um, I mean, I, I always wonder, like the because they make they make hundreds the the Christmas genre. There's hundreds of new. I even even in the COVID era, I saw I got an email saying there's going to be 94 new holiday movies, which I mean, we're always kind of like, uh, critics are laughing about, uh, when we're going to, when, when's the week going to come where we're not just flooded with pitches, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, well, in the era of Trump, you need something with a happy ending, (laughs) an era, an era that's hopefully, and I mean, I mean, part of me kind of, I know you're, uh, I know you're active in politics. Um, I, I, I would love to part of me. I mean, you'd be sad for the country, but if they had to haul him out on January 20th, I mean, that'd be pretty hilarious.
1: I mean, I, I secretly wish that would happen. <laughs> I, I know it won't, but I just feel like even these actions in the past few days, um, you know, this whole administration, not just him have to be held accountable for the damage that they've done and the lives that we've lost. So,
0: Yes, I, I, couldn't agree more. Um so before so so Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a it's a podcast. We jump around. Yeah. I'm always I'm always looking at the clock, being like these questions should be asked, these uh, yeah, that's uh that's way that's the the way it goes, but back back to your character. Um I mean you you pr- more so than than probably most, if not practically all trans performers. I mean, you got your start before you came out, before you transitioned. Um, when you were in like the drag scene, and like there's so much of that camp culture that on it, like like when you see a lot of these holiday narratives, people say like, "Oh, I love this. It's it's campy as hell." And it's like, yeah, but it's like it's 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 the worst kind of camp. It's like heteronormativity. Camp, like, like for all these movies that would have required thousands of actors, like, were there just points where you're like, oh my God, you guys are like this. I, I personally have like a, a view that, that Hallmark's uh, movies are kind of appropriating an LGBTQ camp in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I. <laughs> I don't know, camp is my go to. And, and so I'm always doing these dramatic roles. <laughs> like, And so it's it's it was fun playing this kind of dual character, but the same person, but kind of mystical and magical and bringing these two people together and being able to play this fantastical Zerlina and be campy and fun. Um, it, it's it's a lot of
0: fun. Well, you did a great job with it. Like you kind of like I, I, I perceived, and maybe I'm just maybe that my critic hat is is on too much. But I like I perceive that as kind of like a nod to the people who, maybe have been forced to watch a lot of this heteronormative crap. I mean, that's like that's what it what what that's literally the genre. But um, like kind of a nod to say like okay, you know, here's I I I think like. The 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 point that I hate New Year's like the niche it's it's we'll do a good job filling is in the okay you know it's my turn to pick the movie everybody we're gonna sit around the holiday uh, you know the fire and we'll watch this movie right this will this will suit our needs for this kind of you know this this genre that, that I mean that does need to be it needs to be filled it needs to be addressed. It does well, and then also just the, the fact of the matter is like when people
1: see it that are cis and straight that they would enjoy it, you know. They're I think we're we're getting to a point in. Um, I mean, you wouldn't think with with the election and how many people voted for the that person that that we we have a culture that is opening up and 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 things that were issues in the past. Um, aren't issue as aren't as serious issues anymore but it's true and and films like this um, i think are important to just show the normalcy of everyday life in the lgbt l- world
0: yeah i mean i could i mean i i do a lot of work in politics and i mean you still kind of see people they'll, they'll try to blame they they, they they use the phrase transgender bathrooms. They don't never really have much of an answer when I say, well, what is a transgender bathroom? Um, but uh, they'll say, like, oh, that's costing Democrats. I'm like, no, the only proven case where that was really, like, a big issue was in North Carolina in 2016 where Trump won, Republican Senator Richard Burr won, Republican governor who championed that dumbass bill, he lost. So I think that's actually probably not a good issue. But yeah. – um, yeah, and I, I, it's all about. I, I I talk whenever we have trans filmmakers on. I'm always talking about like, you know, there there's a there's a certain point, and this is something that that I hate. New Year's does does pretty well. I'm always thinking about like, what do we do next after the page has been turned and we have you know we stop talking about the need for representation. And we do something next that is just kind of like a, a you know, a run of the mill romance, except in this case you have, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a run of the mill lesbian romance. So, I mean, in a lot of ways this film answered a, a long running question that I've been having.
1: Right. And that's actually the reason why I wanted to do it. Cause when I read the script, I was like, it was, it was cute and it's funny. And the two actresses that were, were Dia and Ashley, um, Where I knew that they were going to be in it, and I liked their work, and and they uh, were great, and so I I was mostly excited about doing a project like this because it wasn't the center, them being gay was not the center of the universe
0: in this film, so that's why I was excited about it. Yeah, when it's, I when it I think it's about like
1: turning the page, right?
0: Yeah, because I mean it's just like like I I won't write about dysphoria, and it's probably cost me. Uh, uh, gigs in certain spots but like i just like i i it, you know there's 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 the narrative to tell about the trans person you know getting you know that culminates the the big climaxes you know they get their hug from the homophobic parent but that that trans person is is probably got you know 50 60 years left on the earth like what happens at, at that time what happens after the transition because people i mean it, it's it's a nature i i, I like people I, I transitioned years ago and people say like, Oh, you're still transitioning. It's like, no, it stopped. But, but it's, it's hard to talk about and it's hard to verbalize because there is no, like, you know, you don't wake up and you've got a Google notification. It's like, Oh, you're done transitioning. You finished that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I know I started my transition in 95. Um, so, um, yeah, it's been many a moon that has gone by and at a certain point, you just don't think about it anymore. And then you get a role like dirty, sexy money where the entire world wants to talk about it. And then suddenly you're, you're, you're trying to figure out what to say because you've stopped talking about it so much, which I don't mind. I, it's just, it was, it, it, there is that, that it's at that point where, where now we've, we've had, you know. Laverne, come on and, and talk about how you cannot talk about people's surgeries and, you know, moments like this along the way that have made it a lot easier for everyone who are in, or who have transitioned or are in transition, um, you know, to, to exist in this world. And um, uh, I don't know, I always think of of, of everything as a spectrum, you know, as a rainbow, um, you know, gayness, transness, um, yes. you know, and I think we're going to get when we get to a point where everyone just stops talking about that and starts talking about stories that will be in a better place.
0: So I, I, I know we're, um, I know as, as we, as we start to wrap up, I have, um, yeah, practically every every episode we've done for like the past 6 months uh you know the the loom of the the coronavirus is uh over us and uh which i i think kind of in a lot of ways heightens the need for a film like i hate new year's more because um a lot of lgbtq people will probably not uh you know this this pandemic has, has really hit a lot of lgbtq community circles a lot because those are like the gatherings uh i i in long beach uh, Hamburger Mary's down the street has had to totally. I mean, that's like a mecca for the community. Yeah. Um. They've had to totally redo their model. Uh. And and there's so many people who are who are, at home, stuck at home for the holidays in circumstances that are are are, you know, not far from ideal. So a film like this is is you know, yeah. If it if it makes somebody's day for a couple hours of a otherwise you know cringy holiday day, then I think that's uh, you know that's valuable. No, I, I
1: agree. Um, uh, almost all of my friends are out of work, or you know, we're we're hoping for an extension of 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 the help from the government, and and um, um, you know, it is a rough time. Um, I I always I I always say to myself like um, to be. LGBT and to be 21 and have to go through this right now, it must be really, really hard. Um, because your meeting place, your gathering spot, your, your family, your tribe is, is not allowed to gather. Um, and, and so it's going to be rough, but you know, I, I keep on thinking about, um, the, the, the States have, um, have voted for someone new who does take this seriously. And, and I can only hope that, um, that, you know, mandates will be in place, vaccines will be, um, developed and and ready. Um, and we can get through this. We just have to hold on a little
0: bit longer. Couldn't agree more. Do you have, um, do you have any uh, – so the, the film is called I Hate New Year's. You don't strike me as somebody who would really hate New Year's. You seem like more of a – like I, I personally hate New – I like to go for the fireworks at midnight. But I am not much of a drinker, so I don't really like New Year's, but no. – you you strike me as somebody who, who who likes to go out and have a good time.
1: My I love I love I don't go out to bars really anymore. I love to travel with with close friends during New Year's and be in different spots in the world. That's my favorite. That's my that's my go to. If I could have one thing to do, like a couple of years ago, I went to Berlin for New Year's, and we were planning on um, this past New Year's to go to. Um, um, Brazil, but you know, uh, I, I enjoy New Year's. I do, um, ringing in the new out with the old and this year I'll be celebrating it with my best friend. She's flying in from Fort Lauderdale. We're not going anywhere, but we, that's who we, I spend New Year's with. So, uh, we're going to do it here together and we're going to have a, a party for two at the house and ring in the new year.
0: That sounds, uh, that sounds lovely. I, you know, I obviously don't, uh, wish wish the uh you know the the limit limitations of the pandemic on anyone but i'm like you know okay my, my it's just somebody who works from home my life hasn't totally changed all that much but i'm always keenly aware of the fact that um a lot of our listeners are listening from rural areas or in other countries and yeah. are, are 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 seeking uh shows like this and con- you know sh- shows like the magicians for uh, comfort they turn to entertainment in uh, times of sorrow. So, um, you know, the, the world outside is, uh, kind of a mess, but, uh, I hate New Year's is a, is a pretty good way to spend the, the evening. And, uh, you know, we're, 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 it's about time that we have uh, our own sliver of the holiday slate for, uh, for our own community. I agree. (laughs) So, Candace uh I know I know uh we have you for the the half hour and uh time is I, I could go on for forever but um you know it's it's it, speaking as somebody who you know, was, was coming to terms with my own gender identity around the time that Dirty Sexy Money came out to see you uh, there. It, it, it meant a lot to me. And I, I've been really excited. The second I saw your name on uh, in my inbox, I was like, oh, my God, I have to have her on. This is something I have to do. <laughs> it, it's been it's been so great. I, it's been a real, real pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. It
1: was wonderful to get to know you and um, good luck with everything.
0: Thank you. And uh, December fourth, I Hate New Year's comes to uh, video on demand, international audiences. Uh, you know, you, you know your your streaming places better than I do. So uh, check out the film; it's a great. Uh, make make your make your parents make your grandparents sit down. They've had Hallmark movies for years and years. Now it's your turn. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> enjoy the film, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next time.